Welcome to Bottle Talk with Rick and Paul. I'm Rick Cushman. And I'm Paul Wagner. So, Paul, the big night is almost here. Where are you taking me? <laughs> what big night, Rick? Valentine's Day, Paul. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking you nowhere. I'm going to be with my wife. Thank you very much. Probably a better choice. So, you know, in the restaurant business, this is the night they call amateur night. And amateur night is every night with us, Rick. It is indeed. <laughs> but this, in the restaurant business, it's this one. And it's for Valentine's Day. No matter what they call it, we are going to give some Rick and Paul handy-dandy dining tips. Oh, boy. Be, yeah. Buyer beware, yes, right? Exactly. Caveat emptor. Exactly. Also today, we've got some classic Valentine's Day information, including a study that says a man's scent can drive a woman to drink. Well, yours – in a good way, Paul, in a good way. <laughs> Plus, we'll answer a few questions about relationships from listeners who should know better than ask us. Oh, yeah. And we pulled out some of our favorite examples of horrible wine writing that shatters with illusions of love. Woo! And, of course, we'll be making fun of wine stops. And, Paul, you know, we're still here on Capital Public Radio's podcast lab. Recommended podcasts right there with Terry Gross and all those important people. NPR shivers in its boots. Uh, and we are also uh, Napa Broadcasting. That's Napa, right. Napa Valley College. That's where that comes out. That's of. right. Thank you, Cap Radio. Thank you, Napa Valley College. We we are in distinguished company, Rick. Yes. The, they should know better. And don't forget <laughs> to look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at Rick and Paul Wine. And go there and ask us a question anytime. We are also available on Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, yeah. I, I think I want to start off by, uh, by bringing back this study, Paul. I hate studies, Rick. Oh, I know, but you dug this one up. Oh, okay. Then this is a good one. Yes. Uh, so this is uh, – <laughs> yes. This is uh, – researchers from the University of South Florida said a man's scent can drastically affect how much a woman drinks when she's with him. And the sweatier the man is, the more they drink. Yeah, but obviously – I mean, yuck. Um, of course, they're probably trying to you know numb themselves. Well, not so, my stinky friend. Just the opposite. <laughs> the study was published in the Journal of Experimental and Clinical Psychopharmacology. And, it and said, that's what you read before bed each night, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a constant, you know, just one of yeah, those things I Just one up. of those things. It said, in short, uh, women were moved to drink about uh, – to drink because of a pheromone found in human sweat that got them thinking about sex. Uh-huh. I said women – and what they did was women ages 21 to 31 were told they were taking part in a consumer survey on men's fragrances. And so half were given fragrance strips uh, sprayed with water and half were uh, given uh, that pheromone found in human sweat. Um, and the women were offered two glasses of non-alcoholic beer for safety purposes. I'm sorry. Safety purposes, non-alcoholic so they wouldn't get drunk or safety purposes – I'm thinking maybe they were afraid they were going to smell it and charge the researchers or something. I'm not sure. So, right. So the psychologist running the study found that the women who smelled the pheromone drank significantly more, their quote, and say in the report that the sweat made them think about sex and that there's an intrinsic cultural link between drinking and having sex. They said women may reach for the bottle because alcohol lowers inhibitions and can lead to an increased desire for sex. Rick, this is why you give your wife sparkling wine. Yes. That's one of the many reasons, but indeed. <laughs> Although, I don't know, Paul. These guys are researchers. I'm thinking maybe a little bit of wishful thinking going on here. <laughs> They're looking for any trick in the book, right? <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> yeah. I would read you their scientific explanation, but, but it's gibberish. Of course it is. <laughs> um, however, their conclusion is one I think that we can all agree upon this one. 
They say, and I'm quoting now, the results indicate a potentially powerful influence of alcohol consumption that calls for continued investigation. <laughs> well, Rick, I think we should volunteer to continue their investigation. <laughs> yes. What, what are they going to do? Hit a couple of bars after work tonight? I think that's it. Let's continue to investigate right after the show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, they, they sound like those are the folks who get grouped into what the uh, the restaurant industry calls a Valentine's Day's amateur, amateur night. That's right. Uh, no. And that phrase does sound kind of mean, but it um, it's because a lot of people who don't dine out um, a lot and go out, you know, and, and so they're not used to what they're doing. And plus, right. people are out expecting a very special romantic evening on well, a night. In fact, even within. Else. Within the couple, some may have different expectations than the other half of the couple. I think it depends who's sweating. And it's all playing out there right there in the restaurant. It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's exciting. It's a complicated night to be in the restaurant business. Actually. Of course, none of this applies to any of our listeners nope. because our listeners are worldly, sophisticated people of superb taste. Except they listen to us. <laughs> I, I forgot about that yeah, part. Other than that, though, they are – there's yeah. people are great. All right, so let's just talk about a couple of things. Just to, if you know, if you if you're going out, just to have this top of mind, so you won't be frustrated. Well, okay. Uh, first of all, most people going out on Valentine's Day dinner is kind of a big deal. They're right. not just going to quick grab a quick bite and then go to the show afterwards. So they're probably going to think they're going to spend the whole night at the table and the restaurant's looking at them thinking, you know, I got another couple coming in here at 745. I need the table. Yep. 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 And that's um, that's always – that's a constant actually. Yeah. Uh, um, they, they just don't understand. You know, having said that, um, expect things to take time, right? Your, your order's going to take some time. It's a busy – it's a busy night. Yeah. So the restaurant is going to be at at full operation but at the same time – there are a lot of people in the restaurant. If if you want a really cozy, lovely, quiet dinner, go on a Tuesday night that's not Valentine's Day <laughs> and you can make your wish yeah. come true. And if you do – even if you have a reservation, especially if it's a later reservation, there's a pretty good chance that you're going to be waiting. Waiting at the bar for that other couple to leave the table finally. Right. And yeah. what do we suggest when you get to the bar, Paul? Well, I think you would suggest for the gentleman to sweat a lot and for him to buy a <laughs> glass of bubbly for his companion. Exactly right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on that sweating thing. I'm going to say, uh, darling, stay here. I'm going to go run some laps. <laughs> I will, I'll be right back. <laughs> is it warm in here or is it just me? <laughs> so I think there's another thing. is like, uh, you know, it's a night where, you know, like going to an expensive restaurant, you're looking at a big wine list. It, it sort of changes because you're going to feel a little more rushed. Yeah, but always remember the staff is there to help you. Right. And right. instead of freaking out, just turn to the staff and say, look, um, I need some help here. Or I'd like I'd like your recommendations. And take the recommendations. And remember, anytime a waiter will recommend a wine, any good waiter sommelier will point it out to you on the wine list so that you can see what it costs. And you can point immediately to another wine that's got a lower price and say, I was looking um, at this one. Yeah, and but don't say, I'm, I'm trying to stay in the low two digits, buddy. It's, that's just not, not going to get you. Not gonna or he friends. might give you the single digit. Yes. <laughs> Although it does actually, you know, speaking of, of talking to them, it, it does, it never does hurt uh, with service at any level, but certainly on a net like this to say, like, I know you guys are crazy too. So, right. yeah, something like that. Right. Um, and, yep. you know, one of the other things is probably uh, uh, be aware going out sometimes that you're going to run into tasting menus rather than oh, options. It's a big night. Yeah. I mean the restaurant restaurant can sell this night out every year. Right. So they're going to do something to make it special. They know the competition stuff, but at the same time they know 
they're not going to turn as many tables, so they're going to put a show on for the people who do get a table. And true, but the flip side of that is that you may not be able to order the entree that you thought you were going to order because you're only you have this this one uh, tasting menu, right. uh, which is good. And and for them, it works a couple ways. One, it, they can be higher profit, but also if they're making less. Making fewer, I should say, fewer kinds of options. If they're just turning out these tasting menus, they, they could actually get them done a little more, fa- a little faster. Yeah, they can be a little quicker. Right. Right. Yep. Um, and what, what about, about wine? Yeah, why? Well, see, is this night to bring that special bottle? Do you think? Well, it could be. Um, call ahead to find out if they have a corkage fee. Most restaurants do, and, and most of them are fairly reasonable. And if you have a special bottle that the two of you drank that first night in the moonlight there on the shores of Monte Carlo. Wasn't it sticking it in the snow on a hike? Well, it was for me, but Margaret I don't know what it was for you. Better. Yeah, hot date and you take uh, her but in at the, the snow, but that's go, but go at for the, it. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, don't bring a bottle. They've already gone on the list and say, oh, I brought this special bottle. And the waiter will look at it and say, you know um, – we have three vintage of that on the list. So. Yeah, it's it's especially on a night like this. It's nice to have a bottle, but you know, if you've got, if you're especially for somebody that does have a few wines in that wine cellar, this is the night to bring them out because yeah. what else? Are you what are do you do saving it? them for? Right. If you don't bring them out on Valentine's Day, what are you saving them for? Yeah. And then I want to give my annual warning, which is uh, <laughs> chocolate and red wine really are not a good combination. Well, um, we're going to talk later about that. Yes, we will. Um, and then may may I give my my one romantic hint tip my my tip. I'm surprised you have one. I do. Um, it actually even worked once <laughs> for, for at least an hour. By the time oh, we. This is you're getting into the too much information. I was going to say she, she was tired of me by the end of the deal, but uh, she liked me at first. <laughs> so here is what you do: um, uh, guy or, or guy or gal, whoever wants to do this, is you call the restaurant ahead of time and say. When we sit down, I would love it if you could bring my date a glass of sparkling wine. And was there a little ring with a diamond in no, the bottom of it? No, you do not do that. Oh, That's okay. Because they're going to drink the ring and then you're in trouble. Um, <laughs> just say this is your – and your, your your date thought you might enjoy this. Uh-huh. Uh, that's all you say. Really have them say that. Uh, and, uh, and she and, didn't say, actually, I'd prefer something else. He's, he's, I don't drink. <laughs> he's he's not sweaty enough. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right. Anyway, I just say uh, you can do that. And, and, and uh, you know, guys, uh, ladies, it's it, guys love it when women do something romantic. Um, so mostly because we don't think you like us. So I say <laughs> – right. With say, good reason. You can call ahead too. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not saying we're wrong. I'm just saying that's what we think. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, speaking of being wrong, uh, it's time for us to answer some questions. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Bottle Talk with Rick and Paul. Uh, If you'd like to ask us a question, there's our website, rickandpaulwine.com, and our social Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Rick and Paul Wine. And don't forget, you can listen to us many, many places Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. All right. We got this one. Last year, I've rekindled a couple of classic questions because they were great for this sort of thing. Good. This is from Susan in St. Paul. And she says, my husband and I love your podcast. It's almost as good wow. as all the tons. Well, let me finish. It's almost as good as all the tons and tons of snow we've been getting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. Yes. So, okay, she, nice. Yes, Thank, she, thanks, right. Susan. Thanks, Susan. She says, lots of restaurants have special meals and tasting menus for big days like Valentine's Day. As we just said, is it a good idea to also get the wine pairings? They always seem a little steep. They are usually a little steep. And I'm with Susan. I actually – first of all, these days, Rick, I can't drink six glasses of wine at dinner. So, yeah, I know. So, you know, you go – you sit down at the table and they tell you, and here's the wine pairing. And I look at all that and I think, you know, I'm not even going to drink half that stuff. Um, One thing I would suggest, Susan, is – 
if you're interested in those pairings, I'll bet there's enough wine for both of you there. And you could say, we'll take one order of the pairings and my husband will just drink water and then just share the glasses. See, when we do that, uh, I, I get two pairings and um, <laughs> then drink most of Deborah's. And then you drink hers as yeah, well, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's, um, but I think I mean the the, the plus side to them is that uh, the wines are especially if the place with a good wine program they are they are paired to go well and that's right. that's a nice thing. Right. Another thing you can do is just get a glass or two of some of those wines. Right. And um, pick a couple. Uh, yeah, I I would normally pick a couple of glasses rather than doing four or five of yeah. their tasting menu. Yeah. But if you do like that, if you if you like that sort of thing, um, it, it's you know where you like having the wine chosen for the meal and <laughs> um, and you're Ubering home. <laughs> right. That's a it's a it's a great it is a great thing. But it, they are not going to be a cheap way out of the restaurant. That's right. for sure. That's right. Yeah. Right. We also got this one a while back. This is from Angela in San Luis Obispo. <laughs> She's also a fan of ours. <clears throat> she says, I asked you guys another question and you weren't much help. <laughs> <laughs> so but she's coming back for more. She says, I'm trying again because I'm an optimist. <laughs> she says, my boyfriend's a great guy. He's been learning about wine for a couple of years. The thing that worries me is when he gets around his wine geek friends, and she's from San Obispo, which is a wine area, they get pretty snobby and jerky. He doesn't do that yet, but I worry they'll rub off on him. Any suggestions? Well, I think this is a perfect opportunity for boyfriend training. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. I think at the do tell. I think at the end of an evening with his friends, she, as they get in the car, should give him a nice kiss and say, "Honey, I'm just so grateful that you're not one of those snobby jerky I guys like about it. wine." I like it. And if I he know if he it. if he has any brain at all, he will get the message. Yes, thank you for not give him a kiss. Thank you for not being a wine snob like some other folks. Like I those think. other guys you yeah. hang out with. Yeah. Uh, that's a good idea. I think it's easy. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the better than my solution. <laughs> my solution was just to yell at the other guys. No, 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 no that's I'm, not going to get you anywhere at all. That, that yeah. will not get you anywhere. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, it, 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 it never hurts. I would say too, though. You know, you could also just say, and you know, some moment when you guys are talking about the evening, say, oh, that, was, "That was great. I wasn't there for." You know, I sure hate it when Charlie and Ted start getting all wine stuff. Get all just, geeky and it's, uh, just, it's not even the geeky just, part. It's just there's you know, it's they're so mean, and that's I don't like that. And he'll learn. Uh, yeah, I think my way works even better. Well, yeah, he gets a kiss out of it too. So, right. <laughs> okay, well that's it for questions for now. We will have more in just a bit. Up next is some romantic with air quotes. Really horrible wine writing. <laughs> All right, so you know uh, if you can't have uh, Valentine's related writing uh, that's terrible. What's the point of having Valentine's Day? Well, exactly. Yeah. What what is Valentine's Day without bad romantic wine? Writing? That's true. So we and some of these we brought back because they were hard to beat. Um, and you have a couple of good ones, Paul. You'll get sucked into this one. Wine name removed, so we don't get sued. Is like a blind date when you end up making out in the closet and then wonder what you were thinking. <laughs> All right, that's uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> Remember the girl in high school who was a little creepy, then you met her after college, and she's fully developed and luscious? Give, name removed so we won't get sued, some time, and it will be like her. Okay, that one's sexist, and yet it's funny. It's really awful. Yeah. yeah. And then the next one, th this vintage of, name removed so we won't get sued, is the guy in the bar with the right tats and expensive clothes. It seems kind of cool and interesting, but when you take it home, you regret it the next day. <laughs> 
Actually, I think that I like that one. That's not bad. Yeah. I like that one. So what kind of wine? Oh, and the last one is, I think this wine's name is Violet, and I want her, take her out, to take her out dancing all night. Yes, this is one of our classics. You've, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. All right, so here's a couple of mine. These are more the – somebody uh, – the, these are wines with sexy names, so they had to over overwrite the wines. Mm. So the first one is, it's lush and alluring with all the right moves. On the nose, they're revealing, revealing aromas. Let me emphasize – Revealing the, aromas. Let me emphasize the correct words here. It's lush and alluring with all the right moves. On the nose, there are revealing aromas of black, currant, and cranberry. On the palate, there are exotic spices of juicy black cherry, slinky red velvety <laughs> berries, aroused spices, and sexy cassis. Last time I've heard, first and last time I've heard anybody call it Cassis sexy. The Finnish <laughs> crescend, crescendos with leather and lasts all night. Okay, I don't want a wine that has that crescendos with leather and um, aromas. Refer to the sense of smell, revealing aromas. Well, okay. Well, anyway. It's right over region. And one more here. This seductive little number tantalizes with lush dark fruit and curvy tannins that, <laughs> that, re- that reveal more and more secrets. It's full-bodied and rewards with a surge of intensity through the powerful finish. All right. We're going to move on right after that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's, let's go back to his geeky friends. Well, uh, no. I think because it's Valentine's, it's time for some stuff we love. I love you so. All right, so Paul, we we've been making fun. It's a, it's a big night. What kind of stuff do you love? Well, you know, the, the th- I'm going to put in a kind word here for something I love, um, and I don't drink enough of it. But on Valentine's Day, you know, you're going to take an Uber home anyway after those six glasses of wine you ordered with the food pairing dinner. But one of those glasses, hopefully, at the end is going to be a great port. Could be a tawny port from 20 years ago. Could be a ruby port. A tawny, which is – tawny will have spent more time in the in the Barrels. wood. The oaks, so have a little bit of that nuttiness to it. And, and interestingly enough, they're a different color. They're kind of tawny colored. And the ruby ports are kind of a ruby color. That's why they call wow. them tawny and ruby, Rick. Yeah. yeah. Um, but delicious wines. Uh, we don't drink enough of them. And Valentine's Day is a great – Night to just say, let's have a little nightcap. I think it's a good call. I'm going to just take that a step further. And I started to rant about desserts and red wine or chocolate and red wine. And I'm going to go with the the, the sweet wines. The all the whole the whole the whole the yeah. whole gamut gamut. I was I was going for a a, 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 a sexy Valentiney word, and I couldn't come up with one. <laughs> uh, the uh, but you know with with. Wine has acid in it, and you know it's just the way orange juice. Is. This is an example we use all the time, where you don't think of it as having acid until you brush your teeth first, then takes the orange juice. And so, with chocolate, especially just chocolate in particular, and red wine, but really desserts and red wine, um, or any wine that isn't a little bit sweet, it's going to make the wine taste kind of sour. You lose right. the beauty of the wine. Tart. However, yeah. there's all these beautiful uh, sweet wines, wines uh, whites, and and you know the. Port style wines and yep. everything in between, um, and yep. and we tend, I would argue, not drink enough of those either. And You're they right. they really do um, add something to desserts. And you know, from yep. in California, I, one place to look sometimes is all the, the slightly warmer regions tend to have a lot of it because the grapes get ripe and they so they mm-hmm. have late harvest wines. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do that good, so. good. So uh, sweet well, wines for a sweet lady on a Valentine's. I thought Day. you were going to call me sweet. Uh, not a chance. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> speaking of no, not a chance, but we're going to answer some more questions. By the way, Rick, you're just not sweating answer. enough. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, it's because you're here, Paul. <laughs> All right. And if you'd like to – we're going back to questions. And if you'd like to ask us one, we are reminding you that we are on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, which you cannot smell, at Rick and Paul One. This is from Noah in West Sacramento. Says, My girlfriend is, is like me with wine. We like a lot of wines and are starting to learn more about it. But her sister is a total wine snob, spelled J-E-R-K. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have we have a couple of gentlemen that she should date. That's true. Yeah, they're in San Luis Obispo, but it's not that far. It's not that far. Yeah, four hours, five hours. She's always whining about wines she won't drink or wineries she won't go to. Here's the problem. Besides hanging out with her with her besides here's the problem besides hanging out with her. My girlfriend likes her sister and starting to think that's how you're supposed to act. Uh oh. What can I say or do? This one's a little tougher than Ooh, the, the, the yeah, first Yeah, because you question. can't tell her and say I love it when you I love it when you don't act like a jerk like your sister. Right. That won't work. Right. Hmm. Uh, Rick, this I'm gonna turn this one over to you for a minute. <laughs> oh, okay. Because well, I don't um, have an easy answer I'm, I'm to this. Ballpark. Like this one, uh-huh. um, I, I think think you have her listen to to our podcast. Great idea, and maybe not this show. Not this we're one. Not <laughs> yes. Don't if we repeat the Valentine's Day show, don't let her listen. <laughs> oh, not that. Wait, <laughs> yeah, yes, but any other episode where we talk about that the people who really love wine love all wine, or they don't mind if somebody likes a wine they don't like. It's, In fact, we were talking about this just before the show, Rick. We yeah, were talking about the right. fact exactly. there we, are these companies the dinner, yeah. there are these there are these companies that say, Oh, we can help you find your wine, your special wine, as if all the other wines in the world aren't good. And the fact is People who know a lot about wine drink a lot of different kinds of wine. And, you know, I, I flew back from Chile with a, with a friend of mine, Doug Frost, master wine, master sommelier. And I said, Doug, so what kind of wines don't you like? And he said, well, the only ones I don't like are ones that are defective. I mean, all wine is good. I just like the ones people will serve Give to you. Me. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and that's, that's a terrible way to be with this. You can't go to this winery. It's not cool enough. You won't drink that wine. It's not cool enough. You know, that's right. just – it's, it's a right. horrible and right. uh, especially when you compare that with the number of wineries that won't even let you go in, Rick, because you're not cool enough. Yes, but them I respect. And that's, that's a whole. <laughs> You'd go there if they let you in. It's a different approach. Yeah, I, I, we're, we're just apples and oranges, Paul. <laughs> so no, I, I I think it's a kind of thing that you know maybe some at some point the two of you we got a glass of wine or a bottle of wine together or whatever or go wine tasting and. and you, you have to say, you know, I don't think he can I just, do it, Rick. I, I just it, it scares me when your sister's so mean about wines that I like. Maybe something like that. Oh, maybe. Yeah, but as, I, you as, know, so I, that, I really think he's better off letting somebody else deliver the message, like us. Maybe, maybe her her, her parents <laughs> <laughs> say, "Hey, you know what? Could uh, you talk to your daughter about this?" Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah. You, you got you got a pickle there, though. I'd be, I'd be careful. Seriously, yeah. I think we're your I think we're your only hope. <laughs> oh, we are Noah. Like, I would I would. We we are Obi Wan in podcast form. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Noah. It's all, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is from Corey in Palmdale. Uh, he's got a little bit, a little bit, not so bad. Uh, she says, my wife loves all kinds of white wines, but really doesn't like many reds. She's willing to try them, but is never really thrilled. So when we go out, we usually order by the glass. But our friends and family know we love wine, and we get a lot of gifts that are red wines. Any ideas how I can suggest whites without sounding like a jerk? Uh, well, um, a couple I, of things. First of all, I love the fact that when they go out, they order wine by the glass because that's a really good solution to this problem right. um, at that level. Or, or you get a rosé. 
And the <laughs> the only thing I would I would suggest is just telling people how much your wife really loves some of the white wine she drinks. Yeah. And just tell yeah. people how much yeah. she really loves those wines. Yeah. And if they're not bright enough to figure it out, then I think yeah. And you can even say, you know, not like they're shopping for you, but you can sort of say, you know. Uh, well, as uh, a husband, how nice is it to say? Well, you know, I like all kinds of wine, but my wife really, really loves wife. this. And you know, she's not really liking the reds lately. And you know, I mean, it's okay to tell your friends that. You know, we've been. You can sort of bring it up in discussion. You can sort of say. You can just say straight up. You know, hey, by the way, when you're bringing us a gift, <laughs> no, don't no. do that. Don't do that. But you can just say, you know. Th- I love my wife and want to see her happy, and what makes her happy is white wine. Yes. So that's I, and don't I, worry, I'll just go. I get my red wine and drink it down the basement. Yes, yes. yeah. So and good for you for asking, Corey. I think that's. I think yeah. Corey sounds like a nice guy. Yeah. All right. Unlike Noah's uh, potential sister-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that is it for another round of Bottle Talk with Rick and Paul. Our producer is a nice guy. That is Anthony Van Hook. Very patient, Anthony. Thank you. Indeed. Our associate producer is Jeremy Marin. Thanks to Capital Public Radio for the studio use and for including us on their podcast lineup. Don't forget. Recommended podcast lineup. Don't you forget. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And ask us a question. Go ahead. We will be nice, sort of. At fa- we might even get it right. Uh, don't tell Noah that we didn't, but at Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. <laughs> if you learned anything today, we hope it's that wine is like love. Uh, uh-oh. Uh, no. How about, how about um, uh, don't sweat the details? Well, I think even better, don't take relationship advice from us. <laughs> I think that'll do it. That's, we, can, we, uh, we have enough trouble with our own. That's true. Uh, I'm Rick Cushman. And I'm Paul Wagner. And remember, the best wines are the ones you drink with friends. Or with us. Especially us.